Welcome to the podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and progressive Unitarian Universalist congregation, deeply committed to love and justice. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. It is so good to be together this morning, to see you coming into the sanctuary, to see you streaming in on the chat and in Zoom. We are so glad to be together in all the ways that we can. And I'll tell you, seeing our faces together, I don't know that that's ever going to get old again. I'm so glad to be here. It's wonderful to be leading worship today with Lauren and Arif and Stephanie, with Will and Alice, with our amazing guest musicians, with all of you who are a part of this service as well. My name is Jen Crow. I'm one of the ministers here at First Universalist, and it is an absolute joy to be here. Now, for folks who are here in the sanctuary, kids are part of the service the whole time. Of course, there's childcare available for pre-K and under at any point, but we have really designed an opportunity for all of us to be together in one body, all ages, and we are so glad that you're here. You're welcome to move around, make noise if you need to. Hopefully, you know, it fits in, but we are in this together. Now, if you head down to the social hall after the service today, you are in for a real treat down there. We have a new art exhibit up, and today is your first opportunity to view Wing Young Huey's photo exhibit. And these photos are from his book, Chineseness, The Meanings of Identity and the Nature of Belonging. Now, Wing Young Huey will be here at church next Sunday uh, between the services and also meeting with our senior high youth and our BIPOC multiracial youth group. Now, he'll also be offering an interactive talk at 12.30 after the second service. There are a handful of spaces left to be a part of that conversation. So look for ways to sign up through the newsletter or on our website, and it will be a really special Sunday. Next Sunday is special not just because Wing Young Huey will be here, but also because we'll be celebrating the ordination of Stephanie Voss during both services. So you are going to get to be a part of something that is unique in many ways to Unitarian Universalist congregations, which is that we, as a body, are the people who ordain ministers. And so all of us will have an opportunity to be a part of helping Stephanie as she fulfills her call to the ministry. So what a great opportunity for us. And then three o'clock next Sunday, Ellis Delaney will be performing in a concert for us here back in the sanctuary. So go ahead and buy your tickets now. That is going to be an amazing concert. And just, you know, plan to spend the day at church next Sunday. It's well worth it. It's important to note that this is, in many ways, a holy time and a sacred season. We are in the midst of a time of turning for many faith traditions, including our own. This is a time of turning as our Muslim siblings celebrate Ramadan, as our Jewish siblings recall the story of Passover, as our Christian siblings, from whom our Unitarian Universalist faith is descended, celebrate Easter. This is also a time when the earth is turning and the season is too. And we can notice this through all of our senses. I had a mentor once who would ask me in real earnestness when I would feel like I couldn't quite make the turn with the turning of the season. Maybe it still felt too gray or I had too much grief to turn toward the celebration of Easter, perhaps. And this mentor of mine would say, but really, is it beyond thee to turn with the turning of the season? 
Is it beyond you, the individual, to turn with the turning of the world? And so I lean in, and I invite you to lean in to this time of turning, turning of the seasons, turning of the stories, turning of the cycle of life. We do this as a community that recognizes we are on land that is not our own, that there are stories of history, of hope and healing, of trauma and resilience that we hold together as a community. And we lean into the turning, the turning of repair, the turning of love. And so I invite us to settle ourselves, to arrive fully in this moment. I invite us to join together in the practice of shared on-purpose breathing. You can, of course, do this or not. Do it in your own way. I am always planting my feet firmly on the floor, taking a moment to remember that I exist in this good body. And I invite you, if you like, to be connected across time and space through shared breath. Breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. And once more, breath in. breath out. From this settled place, we turn to story and connection. Once upon a time, there was a man named Jesus. He had brown skin and dark hair and lived in the desert. He was part of an ethnic group that was in the minority and he faced a lot of unfair treatment and bullying. When most people met Jesus, all they felt was love. A big, rushing river of love. He was a healer and a teacher. He tried to show people a better way to live. One where people are kind and generous, where there is justice and compassion, where no one is left out or left behind. People came from all over to be around him, to get to know him, to feel refreshed by the river of love. And he started getting pretty popular. But this was scary for the people who wanted to be in charge, who thought they knew the way that things should go and wanted to feel important. They got together to figure out how they could put an end to Jesus, how to stop this river of love from flowing. They trapped him behind big boulders, hoping that being shut in the dark would be enough to stop him. They put all kinds of things in his way, fear and anger, jealousy and power, unfair laws and lots of excuses. But people kept looking for Jesus. They couldn't see how a love this powerful could ever end, and they were right. Some people came to look by themselves, and some people came with their friends, but they all saw the same thing. All the boulders that had been put in the way had been rolled away. The river was flowing again. The love that Jesus showed couldn't be stopped. 
They celebrated together like we do today. They told their friends and felt the river themselves. So come, let us worship and celebrate the love that is always flowing among us. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love and to help one another. We say these words every time we gather. Love is the spirit of this church. Love is the spirit of this church. Love is what runs through our history, connecting us past to present to future, this river, this flow of love, 150 plus years of love and hope. That is who we are. And this love is so big that no one is left outside the circle. This love is so big that there's nothing you have to do to earn it and nothing you can do to shake it off. This love has us. This love will not let us go. And this is a big and powerful kind of love. And I'll tell you, I wonder, how can this possibly work? A love that won't let us go, a love where everyone is included. How can this happen? And I think the only way that it happens is that we are a part of it. We are that love, that embodiment of love here in this moment. We are a part of that flow of love, which means we have work to do. And we have practice to do, to get stronger, to get more resilient, to be able to be that flow of love in the world. So as we move into that rhythm and practice of getting the rocks out of the way, to letting that love flow freely, I want to introduce for the kids, maybe for the first time, but for the adults, you have heard about this image of love before. Love as a river. Now this comes from the author Glennon Doyle, and she talks about the river of love, about how there are things that get in the way, boulders maybe that sometimes get placed in the stream of love, that get in the way from the love that can flow to us and through us, the love that is our very nature. Now, I know for me there are lots of things that can get in the way of the flow of love, from feeling like I deserve it, from feeling like I have it to give out in the world. All kinds of oppression can get in the way, addiction can get in the way, mental illness can get in the way, racism can get in the way, all kinds of fear of each other can get in the way selfishness, greed, self-centeredness, all of these things and so many more can get in the way of feeling the flow of love, of knowing ourselves a part of that. Now sometimes those boulders get removed all at once, almost as if it is a miracle. And sometimes those boulders take a whole lot longer to wear away. Sometimes it is the flow of water over rock, sometimes carving a channel, a channel for the stream of love. And sometimes, no matter how much we love, those boulders don't get removed. And we live with that too. 
We hold all of this together. And what I want us to remember always is that we are the river. We are the river of love, not the boulders. Each of us healing and whole, wanted and worthy exactly as we are. We are here to grow in love, to let it flow freely. So today we're going to practice a bit together. We come here to church to help each other, to help ourselves grow in spiritual practices that allow us to be more loving. So we're going to practice removing, naming some of those boulders. Over the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to invite each other into a time of ritual and practice together. We'll all have different choices that we can make. You probably won't be able to do all of them. You might want to pick one, maybe two. But here are some options. If you're joining us online, open up and pay attention to the chat. The opportunities there to engage will be there for you to connect with each other, to think through what some of the boulders in the way that block the streams of love are for you and how those might get free. If you're here in the sanctuary, you may have noticed a couple of things. One, right to the right of me up here, there are some bowls of water and a basket of rocks and some markers there. And we will invite you in if you'd like to name what some of the rocks or boulders are that are getting in the way of the stream of love in your life. You can write those down with the markers on the rock if you want and drop it in the water if you're ready to release it. Or if those boulders haven't moved yet and probably aren't going to move yet for a while and you need a little more time to work with them, you can put that rock in your pocket, carry it with you and know its weight, and then let go of it when and if you can. So that's one opportunity. Back in the back of the sanctuary where Reverend Karen is back there, you will see that there has been a painting of a boulder and a river. And we are going to invite you into the practice of gratitude back there. Who has helped you remove some of the boulders in your life? Was it you? Was it a teacher? Was it a companion? Who helped you? Who is helping you remove some of the boulders in your life? There are post-it notes back there. You can write down names and post them up there. And we can see the collective power of all the folks who are helping each of us. You can also choose to stay right where you are, to listen to the beautiful music that Dean and JT and Ian and Franco will offer, meditative music, and listening, wholehearted, whole-bodied, receiving music is a practice all in itself. That practice is available. If you are someone who is more wanting this moment to have some reflective creative time, there are some pictures in the back in the narthex that, and colored pencils and crayons, images of waters and boulders for you to pick up and do some coloring in. And if you are someone where it's more difficult to move around and you might need any assistance, you can look to your neighbor or any of us up here too, or the ushers and greeters, raise a hand, we'll bring you a rock and a marker or post-it notes and make sure that you get to participate in all of this as well. So let's practice. Let's practice together, engaging this any way that feels right for you. Thank you. 
it here. What a, what a gift, really. What a blessing, this time of music and ritual we share today. Will you repeat these words? It is. It is. It is good. It is good. It is good to be. It is good to be. It is good to be here. It is good to be here. It is good to be here together. It is good to be here together. It is. Uh, and I invite you now into a time of prayer, a time of settling, of sensing our connections to one another, flowing beneath it all, to the breath of life, which is love. Let yourself settle now into this awareness, to this possibility that it is good, it is good to be. This is our prayer of gratitude. It is good to be here together. This is our prayer of humility and surrender. It is good to be here together. This is our prayer of hope that together we might be more, more courageous, more compassionate, more powerful in our quest for liberation, more joyful, more at peace. May we know ourselves held now as we settle our bodies and minds and spirits by a love so big that it will not let any one of us go. May that love flow among and through us. May it bathe every cell. May it soothe our worried minds. May it quench our thirst. As our prayers ripple out this morning, now I invite you to hold in care and name aloud or silently in your heart or add to the chat all those who you would surround with love this morning. We honor the beauty and holiness of black, brown, and indigenous bodies, queer, trans, and non-binary bodies disabled bodies, newborn bodies, and old bodies, all our bodies worthy of tender care and support. Each life precious and sacred, each body a vessel for love's expression. Our prayers circle out surrounding all those just trying to make it through another day as well as those who are filled with joy today. Our prayers include all those who share in a child's delight today, those mourning a loss today, those who've found love for the first time. There is a love holding all of this. May we feel that blessing that is our birthright and our calling. 
And so we pray that the grip of addiction be loosened, that the weight of oppression be lightened, that joy break through, that truth be told, and that love make every suffering bearable for us all. Amen. ancestors. My ancestors tell a story of a man on fire with the love of God. So consumed, so intoxicated with God that he traveled around telling everyone who would listen to him about God, which was for him a bigger word for love. A love so vast, so all-encompassing, that love wasn't a big enough word, so he said, God, that's the love he was pointing at. My ancestors tell his story. They tell how some people got it. They tell how some people heard this man speak and they got on board. They followed him, listening to what he said paying attention to what he did, allowing themselves to be transformed, changed deeply, shells cracked open. They allowed themselves to be transformed by this love that he was pointing at, this love that he meant when he said, we are that. These people became a force for love. These people became a threat to the order of the world around them. The love that flows through us, the love that connects us to each other, is a threat to a way of doing business that thrives on separation and on greed and on fear. So my ancestors tell how the forces of greed and fear and doubt tried to stop this man tried to stop this movement, tried to stop this love. When the man died, those forces put a big boulder over his tomb. They tried to block the stream of love, thinking that if they kept it blocked, kept it hidden, 
they could stop it. That they could keep profiting from fear and from greed and from separation. As I was amongst you this morning, as we were in this space of practice together, letting these streams of love flow within us and among us and beyond us, it became clear to me that blocking streams of love is something that happens in these human lives that we lead. Sometimes the streams of love are blocked because of things other people do. Sometimes they're blocked because of things other people don't do. Sometimes we are the ones blocking these streams. Not usually because we mean to, but sometimes things that did work stop working and we keep doing them anyway. Sometimes things can get stuck. But like Glennon Doyle says, the boulder was removed. My ancestors aren't sure how the boulder was rolled aside. Some say that it was a miracle. Others say it was because everyone was working together like we were this morning, like we are right now. My ancestors aren't sure, so they tell both stories, and really, maybe both stories are the same. The miracle is that we can work together. The miracle is that united by breath and strength, gathered here as one strong body, we can move the boulders in our path. However it happened, the boulder was rolled aside. Grace moved through us. The tomb was opened. It was empty. The love was already out in the world, flowing within and among and beyond everyone who heard the message. Everyone who heard and understood that it is our duty to love and support one another. Everyone who heard and understood that we have nothing to lose but our chains and that our chains are always and ever loosened together. This congregation is how we rise. We rise, humbly hearted rise, won't be divided rise, with spirit to guide us rise. Again, we Rise with 
with spirit to guide us rise in hope in prayer we find ourselves here in hope in prayer we're right here in hope in prayer we find ourselves here in hope in prayer we're right here we rise we rise humbly hearted rise won't be divided in prayer in hope in prayer we find ourselves here in hope in prayer we're right here in hope in prayer we find ourselves here in hope in prayer we're right here we rise we rise sound amazing. Friends, each week when we gather, one of the ways that we rise is through the giving and receiving of our offering. This morning's offering goes to the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee in support of relief efforts in Ukraine, and we encourage you to give as generously as you're able. There are many ways to give. In just a moment, uh, if you're here in the sanctuary with us, ushers will be coming around with baskets uh, projected uh, up on the walls uh, and shared online are some other ways that you can give electronically. And as we are giving and receiving our offering, we invite you to join us in song. My life flows on in endless song. It's hymn number 108 in your hymnal or will also be projected up on the walls.
I hear the real, though far off hail that hails a new creation. Though all the tumult and the strife, I hear the music ringing. It sounds How can I keep from singing? When through the tempest round me roars, I know the truth it liveth. What through the Round me close songs in the night it giveth no storm can shake my inmost calm while to When tyrants tremble as they hear the bells of freedom ringing, when friends rejoice both far and near, how can I keep from singing to bring This is how we do it. This is how we rise together. Our thoughts, our prayers, our love winging out to each other all around the world. The flow of love moving strong through our hearts, through our lives. May you know that you are loved. May you share that love with the world.
with abandon. And may it change us all. Amen. from dancing <laughs> don't resist I know you're fed up but life don't let up for us all they talk about is what's going down what's been messed up for us but when I look around I see blue Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F-I-R-S-T-U-N-I-V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.